Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. So once again, thank you for joining me on the Author's Lane. My name is Cheryl Mays, and I am the founder and chief learning officer for Rise and Shine. And we actually present the Author's Lane. And I am so excited every day that I get to come and bring to you an author that is willing to share their inspiration, willing to share their motivation, and just willing to share their hearts from the words that they put on paper that you've actually had the opportunity to read some of the authors you have not heard about. So they are new and they are opening themselves up to you and just wanting you to understand why they wrote the book. And hopefully you'll get the book and it will do something for you in your life. And so every day at 3 p.m., we have a different author that comes to you from a different genre to actually share that. And today I have with me Mr. Brian Brogan. And here we go. I met Brian quite a while ago. Jeez, um, we met, it was last year, we did an event uh, called the Unstoppable Summit. And I met Brian at that event and we just connected since then. I have had the opportunity to be on Brian's show, uh, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. So I am excited to have you here. How are you? Well, I am grateful to be here. You know, I'll tell you a little joke. My cousin told me when I started the podcast that I had a face for radio. So that might be why the video didn't want to cooperate. <laughs> and, you know, and, and who knows what it is when you're talking about technology and now that there are, what, almost 4 billion people probably on Zoom every minute of the day. Who knows how this is, the bandwidth is even working. But it's working now, and that's a good thing. That's great. I'm, I'm <laughs> Grateful to be here. You're such a great friend of mine, Cheryl. It's a pleasure, as you stated, to meet you at that event. And uh, we're, we're, we're collaborating together on things. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. So let me formally take a moment to introduce Brian. Brian is the VP of Southeastern Construction and has been there for over 20 years. And during that time, he's also had time. Who, who would think so? But during that time, he's also had time to become a certified trainer and coach, as well as a speaker of John Maxwell, who a lot of individuals, you've probably all heard of John Maxwell. And so Brian has had the opportunity of studying with him in 2018 and became certified. And he also hosts his podcast that's called Build Your Success Podcast. And I'm, I'm excited because you also work with students, which I love because that's part of my background also. And so you are the director for ACE Mentor Chapter in Polk County. This is correct. Yes. All right. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the ACE Chapter. I always love to share that kind of information with readers because it's not just about the book, but it's about the story behind the story. Yes, that is so true. And I... Uh... I tell you, I, I grew up right here in Polk County. I'm a uh, fifth-generation Floridian, so right here native to Polk County. And I uh, went to five different high schools uh, as a result of my parents got a divorce when I was 14. And so I uh, bounced back and forth with them. I'd get upset with one and move in with the other. 
and just turned into some really troubling times for me, some rebellious times, to be perfectly honest. And uh, so that that made it where I didn't really really like school. And, and of course, now I've written a book. Can you imagine that? <laughs> this is one of my worst subjects. If you t- if you told my high school uh, English teachers that I wrote a book and was an author, they wouldn't believe you. <laughs> And then, you know, I, I found construction. So you you, uh, you talk about being a mentor. I'll tell you what led to that. You know, in school, they threatened me with, if you don't pay attention, you're going to dig ditches. If you don't go to college, you're not going to be successful in life. And my path was different. I, I found success with construction. I uh, became, started off as a shipping clerk at 17 years old. I graduated a little early. I, I started school when I was four. So I graduated at 17. And then I turned 18 uh, in October of 94 and was able to start actually working with tools and, and not be a delivery clerk anymore and, and got into it, loved what I was doing, learned to fit, learned to weld and, and, and learned a lot about construction, got my foundation with fabrication and then grew into the field where we go out into plants and we, we do maintenance and do construction projects out on job sites. I'm a results-oriented guy, so to see these buildings that we've been a part of building, uh, I just enjoy that. One of the you know most famous ones is the Polytech College here in, in Lakeland. Mm. We uh, architectural aluminum installation on the outside of the building, so the, the stuff that makes it pretty, our company installed and our team installed. So that's a little bit about me, and uh, I just have enjoyed the ride. But but as a young person, I wanted to be a pilot, and I guess that's what we'll get to about this book. Absolutely. You know, it, it's interesting where you you look back on your education and you go, you know, that really wasn't what the plan was, but there was a plan in place for you. And here you are, you know, uh, 20 plus years in this position. So, you know, that gives testament to what you've actually put into the book and your experience as a trainer and a coach, because all of that kind of goes together. It, it works in concert with what you're doing. Yeah, and, and, and back to the ace mentor thing, because of, of my experience in high school, I hated it, to be honest, uh, but they didn't really make me understand why math was important, why writing was important. So as I began to get promotions in the construction industry, I had to start writing bid letters. I had to start doing estimating, which creates math. And then I did recognize this is a, I say I, I found, I was looking for a job and I found a very rewarding career. And I wanted to go back into the high schools and tell young people, hey, this is something else you should consider. There's a lot of attrition in our industry. A lot of uh, baby boomers are retiring and uh, we're, we're looking for the, these new students to understand what a, what a rewarding career this can be. We're not threatening with the digging ditches. We're saying, listen, we pay 20 to $25 an hour to operate equipment to dig ditches. So it's not the old, you know, these people are craftsmen. They, they're experts in their field. We want to encourage young people to consider that. You know, that, that is so important today, Brian, that you, you mentioned that because a lot of times for students, what they know are mainstream careers, careers that you'll see and hear of all the time, lawyer, doctor, teacher, you know, you hear of those so often that, for a student to be able to say, wait a second, I didn't know that that was actually a position. You know, I didn't know that that was actually something that people do or get paid for. And so to be able to bring that to them and say, here's something else for you to be able to look at. That's a huge, huge opportunity for students. And so 
I love the program, like the, the ACE Mentor Program. And so before we talk about the book, though, how can a person volunteer for ACE if they're interested in doing that? Oh, that would be wonderful. You know, at, at the Bartow High School, if you're here in Florida and, and Polk County specifically, uh, the Bartow High School, we need mentors. We need someone that knows about, you can know very little about construction, but just come in and help us with the students. We need people to come in the classroom. We meet for 16 weeks mm -hmm. and we typically start in November and we finish around March. We had our banquet in March where we gave out $20,000 in scholarships. As well. Wow. It's a lot of fun. But the ACE Mentor Program is a national program. And so you can go to acementor.org and you can look for the affiliate in your area and, and find someone to help. All of our chapters across the country need help. And it's just a great program to get involved in and, and mentor our youth. I like to say when I go into the classroom, some of these students that were like Brian that hate school, mm -hmm. I want to keep them from getting criminal records so that they can come into our industry. There's a lot of background checks in our industry. If you get a felon, Sometimes you're not eligible for a job, and I want to remind them of that and remind them, hey, stick with this school stuff. Learn what you need to learn to be a productive member of society. So, But we definitely need help at all over, across the country. ACE was founded in 1994 and has given away millions of dollars in scholarships since its inception. That is awesome, um, especially when you, you grab a student at the point where they can go either way. You know, it, there's, there's so often, there's like that age where you, you need to get them at that point where you can still have some influence before right. they've done something that could be regrettable. And to your point, that will eliminate them from having opportunities in you know, specific careers. Correct. Yes, ma'am. So if you are interested, I'm going to put this into the comment section, guys. So if you're interested in finding out more about ACE and about how to mentor, and be a volunteer, I'm definitely going to put that into the comments. And no matter where you are, there is probably an ACE program or something similar to that in your particular area. So it's that, you know, it's that opportunity of not only giving back, but paying forward. Correct. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And so now we're going to dive into something because this book that you have, which is right here on the other side, right there. So <laughs> the hundred hour pilot, you actually are a pilot. I am. I, so I, I uh, the whole reason we did this, the earliest recollection I have about nine years old, there was a acrobatic airplane flying over a lake in my neighborhood. And I decided, man, that's the coolest thing. I ran in with great excitement to tell my parents about it. And, uh, from then on, it was always, I had a love for the airplanes and love for flying. Not too long after that was the, the movie Top Gun. And mm. everybody wanted to be a pilot like Tom Cruise at that point. <laughs> my mom has always encouraged me to try new things. With all the different sports that were available to us, soccer, football, baseball, you name it. We, we played it, me and my sister. Uh, but she carried me to Civil Air Patrol at 12 years old. Uh, that, that was, you know, in some tumultuous times with my parents. Mm -hmm. And so to see people and in, in some, you know, and that, they do the same thing, mentoring people, young people, to see some discipline that the military has to, to learn about a gig line, you know, keeping your shirt and your belt and your pants all in a line and mm. keep just looking sharp. You know, that was what they impressed upon us 
as, as preteens, 12 years old. And that, that is lessons that went with me all my life. So that was, you know, one thing. We also, at that time, got to volunteer for Sun and Fun here locally in Lakeland and then the McDill Air Force Base fly-in, which is the military fly-in. And so I got to be exposed to all of those airplane shows and, and you know, living in Lakeland, there's constantly planes flying over because of Sun and Fun. And so we uh, just got a, got a love for aviation and, and a love for flying at an early age. There you go. And so now, what is, so you fly on a regular basis. Now, you have to tell us, where is one of the most memorable places that you flew since you've been able to actually pilot yourself? You know, I love that question. So, so my boys tell me, I have twin boys, mm-hmm. and they're 20 years old. When I was doing this flight training, I, I wanted to have my pilot's license when I turned 40 years old. That was the goal. Okay. And they teased me that this was a midlife crisis for me. So, <laughs> hey, it's a pretty cool midlife crisis. But after obtaining my pilot's license, on my 42nd birthday, I happened to be in the mountains up in North Carolina, Tennessee area. And Mm -hmm. I took a flight with an instructor over the Smoky Mountains while the leaves were changing. And that was that's my most memorable flight. We we flew over places where we stayed uh, in uh, Weir's Valley. We flew over Cades Cove. We got to see Lake Fontaine and then we landed on a runway where they cut the top of the mountain off. And it, for me, it was what, what I'll say is my closest experience of landing on a battleship on, a, on an aircraft carrier. Because <laughs> uh, it was just this flat spot on top of a mountain. And it was a really cool place to land. Uh, so that, that's my most enjoyable flight to date. That is awesome. I think, um, you know, I remember uh, jumping out of a plane when I went um, parachuting. So I remember yes. that. But never flying it, but there's just something about having that, that power, that ability to be able to take yourself wherever you want to go. <laughs> it's very uh, rewarding and fun to do. And as you state, it's uh, something you can go any place you want to. You've got, to, you've got a lot of options with an airplane. There you go. And so now that was the influence for you to actually name the book, Your 100-Hour Pilot. So tell us about how did that come about? Well, when I was doing my flight training, you know, a lot of pilots, especially ones that, that began early in their youth and, and through college or through the military, they're very technical. And, and I appreciate technic, technical things. I mean, I, I'm a general contractor. I understand codes. I understand books. But when I, when I wanted to find a book that talked about the experience, I didn't find any that said, hmm. this is how you do it without all the technical uh, things. Uh, there's a few chapters in my book that have that in them, but the other part is just real world experience, raw. This is how I did it. Uh, this might be your experience or you may have other experiences was Michael. Put out something that just kind of takes you through the journey of becoming a pilot. And, and then, uh, so the hundred hour pilot is today I'm at about 113 hours of flight time. Okay. Pilots actually keep a log of how much they fly. I got my license a little after 60 hours of flight training. And so I've had about 40 hours of, of enjoying flight time, you know, where I'm kind of doing my own thing and, and mm-hmm. not solely doing training. So, but they, they say, and then I agree when you get your pilot's license, it's a license to learn. And so I'm still learning. And that's what I say in the book is that, you know, I, this is not in, book is not an instructional book. It's an entertainment book and I've got a lot to learn. You know, and I think that's that's a great point because 
whatever we're doing, there's always still room, you know, for us to continue learning, for us to continue to develop ourselves. And so this book that you've, it's actually new. This is, when did you, when did you publish this book? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's funny. You, you asked me to be on the show and I was like, wow, I just got my book in my hands. And I'm being asked to be but you know, that's about life that, that one thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. You know, volunteering for Ace Mentor has put me on this course of helping and mentoring people. I realized how much I enjoyed mentoring high school students. As a result, I became a John Maxwell coach, trainer, and speaker. And then I got around all these great people like you that, that encourage, hey, now you got to write a book. And, and I told some of them, I can't write a book. And they said, oh, yeah, you can. And this is how you do it. And <laughs> start surrounding yourself, and one thing leads to another. And whatever you've prepared for, then the opportunities start happening. So I, I'm just very grateful that, that you've asked me to be an author's lane. Never in my wildest dreams would I believe I'd been an author. But here we are, and, and I'm just, it's a, it's a great ride, a great journey. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because, you know, when you think about our situations today when individuals are at home, and they're probably saying, you know, I've got time on my hands where I can really write about something that I love, something that I'm passionate about. And, you know, to to be able to just sit down and take those words and put them to print is a huge, huge testament to not only hard work, but just an openness of being willing to share with people your experiences. Because you also use this book as a training component. Well, yes. So uh, our friend Kelly McCree is how we met each other. Uh-huh. He uh, he said, Brian, that's a leadership book. And I went, really, it is. And after he gave me that idea, I was like, you know what it is? Because this is a tangible event. It's a, it's a journey. I mean, the book is a journey through my experience. And when you think about how many people set goals and, and don't find a way to achieve them, mm-hmm. you know, Maybe your goal is not to become a pilot, but maybe your goal is to do something else that is, is crazy to other people. And then say, yeah, nobody, you can't do that, but you can. You can do what you put your mind to. And we want to use this book. You know, we're calling it Leadership Lessons for the 100-Hour Pilot. I've written a script for that and uh, some training that's going to come forward with that to, to help people. And I use, you know, in the chapters here, uh, I these about 2 o'clock in the morning, the uh, titles to my chapters came to me. So what, what I do, if some thought comes to me, we got these phones on our side, these smartphones. I immediately pick up my phone and I, and I typed out the chapter names. And then that gave me the, the, the uh, ideas to, now you got to fill the pages with whatever those are. And so it's just a, a description of that. But, but now I'm also taking that same thought process with applying. So the first chapter of my book is the pilot. And if it's just about your dream and your ambition, it's the person, mm-hmm. right? And so I make that analogy that it's the person. And then, the, you know, the, I think the next chapter is the, uh, the airplane. So what tools? I, I had to have an airplane to fulfill my dream, but what tools do you need to fulfill your dream? Mm-hmm. So then I take each of those chapters and try to make an analogy of how that applies to your dreams. You know, the biggest thing is the community and, and just – as a testimony that today, you're part of my community. And that's how I've gotten to know you. And, and you asked me to be on your show. There are so many people in our lives that can help us. Mm-hmm. We just got to get out there and, and, and be part of the community, be, be part of other people's lives and helping them. You know, 
Zig Ziglar said, when I learned to help others is when I started helping myself, right? Something along those lines. But that's where uh, we, we all can help each other. We all can lift each other up, especially in these trying times like we're in yeah. today. It, we just need to. Exactly. I have a, a business mentor and his he's, he's always sharing with me to get better, to help others get better, and then to get better at helping others get better. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. So you are continuously working on you and you're helping others. And, you know, it's about relationships. And I think that's that's a huge, huge piece, especially for authors to have relationships, because, you know, I think people look at authors and think they're this like this recluse where you have to go off somewhere and you've got to be, you know, by yourself for, I don't know, months or years to actually be able to put out a piece of literature, you know, that is worthy of individuals reading. And a lot of times it happens at the kitchen table. It happens you know, in the bathroom or like you said, at 2 a.m. When you wake up and go, oh, my God, that's fabulous. That's it. <laughs> and then take the time to get it down. I mean, take the time. Whenever that thought comes, yeah, I'm actually working on my second book. It, it, the title I've got in my mind right now is Head to Heart, How to Go from Being the Head of Your Organization to Being the Heart of Your Organization. And uh, so I'm working on that. I've been brain dumping on that for several months now. And uh, just that's to keep some kind of like, if you're, if you like to write on paper, use a notebook. If you got a phone and you like to type in there, keep it right there, but keep these thoughts that come to you. You know, we're capable of some pretty big things if we just put our mind to doing. Absolutely. You know, Brian, I have to ask you, um, I've got a couple of questions here. So you started your book. Um, and you had content, so you already had content that you've been just kind of foldering and, you know, storing and, and putting it together for some time. And then you actually decided, okay, I'm going to put it down. I'm going to get it on paper. And so we talked about, um, on the show yesterday, we talked about the importance of having an editor. Yes. So for you, what does that mean? I mean, if you because a lot of readers you know, they, they want to write a book, but that very important step is an editor. Without a doubt. So initially when I began my book, my mom was my, that one that always encouraged me, has always inspired me. And I tell her she's an inspiration to me and I'm still trying to impress her. You know, she, <laughs> I can impress mom. I'm doing something. She's either listening to this now or she'll be watching it later. She told me to get her the information. So, uh, Hello, mom. How are you doing? But, Hi, mom. <laughs> yeah. So she helped me proof it originally. You know, I had that concern. I'm, I don't know a whole lot about English. I had to remember how to format paragraphs and complete sentences. I mean, that's that's what this author had to do. Mm -hmm. and, and so mom helped me immensely with that. And then I carried the book to a pilot friend of mine that's author. He writes for some of the pilot magazines, AOPA and local uh, literature type things. And he was a great help to me. He took the first chapter and had some questions for me, kind of filling these blanks. And when he did that for me, I realized, you know what? I'd like to get a professional editor. And uh, on LinkedIn, I found a, a lady that's here in Lakeland that helped me. Um, Michelle, let me let me just pick up Michelle's last name. We'll plug her to, here too. Sure, absolutely. Michelle, we're giving you a plug on the author's name. Michelle Crawford of Polished Expressions. And so Michelle, after I was finished with the book, Michelle took the book and said, ask me some more questions to fill in the blanks. Hey, how old was this person when you took them on their first flight? Mm -hmm. 
something I didn't think of. And then some, some ways to format the book a little better so it, it's more presentable. But, so I did that, and I actually hired an editor. Um, and so I paid her to do that word count, which I've heard a lot of the authors you've interviewed. You know, that's the way they've done it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just an industry standard, I believe. But definitely I, that was what put the uh, finishing touches and maybe the, the, the final impressions on the book that I, I'm happy with the, with the outcome. There you go. You know, I, um, I know when I was, when I wrote my book, that was one of the most important factors because you write from your heart. And you write from your experiences and your, your brain just doesn't have time to go, are, are, there, there. <laughs> it's like, let's just get it out and let someone else, you know, do the grammatical aspect of it. So here you guys, you've heard it here from Brian Brogan, the author of The 100-Hour Pilot, Fulfilling a Lifelong Dream, and how this book is, is geared towards it's very unique in that it's geared towards piloting, but it's geared towards more so, I would say, Brian, piloting your life. That's a great analogy. You could definitely use that for sure. So there you are, guys. And it's available on Amazon, correct? That's exactly right. The easiest way to get awesome. it is Amazon. So there you go. You have to go to Amazon to get the 100-hour pilot for filling a lifelong dream. I guarantee you there are going to be some nuggets in there that you're going to look at and go, oh, wait a second. I can use this today. And I love the fact that you said you took it from being a technical piece to being something that people can understand, plain English, plain talk, where you can actually go, I get it. That's it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Which is so important. So, Brian, I have to ask you this. Now, as a writer, who would you choose to be your mascot yours or your avatar you know if i had to pick a mascot for for this book and, and as an author I, you know i want to pick an eagle for flying i uh, i just love to see those guys soar i don't like to see them in front of my plane <laughs> but, which i have seen uh but but i i enjoy watching them they're just majestic beings god created those uh just and, and they're all mentioned throughout the, the scriptures so uh, the eagle would be my mascot if i had to pick a mascot okay i like that and so now, what is your word for the year? So I always ask this question because we, you know, we as trainers and coaches, we look at what is that piece that grounds you? What is that? What is that word that if you go too far left or too far right, it kind of heads you north again so that you are a true north. And so what would your word of the year be? So I've been doing a class on checkpoints and then having a plan, and I call it a flight plan. Of course, it's, it's, it's using these analogies again, purpose, link, action, and negotiate. But the checkpoints in piloting is very important. we, we got to make sure we're on track with what we're doing. And so as I come over my checkpoint, I'll know I'm on the right course. And so for me, I, I, again, I work in the power industry a lot, so as I'm flying, a lot of the power plants make a good checkpoint for me. So I'll know that if I'm over Lakeland Electric, as an example, uh, that I'm in Lakeland and I'm on the right path. If I happen to be over in Orlando, there's the Stanton plant over that way. That's what I use for checkpoints. But so do we need in life create checkpoints or milestones might be another word that people would understand. You know, yes, you've got this great ambitious goal. But what are the stops in between? What's, what are you looking at to know you're on the right track? If you're on the wrong track, get back on course. Do what you got to do to get back on the, to, to meet the destination, to get where you're going. 
I think that is so interesting because I talk a lot about milestones and celebrating, celebrating those milestones so that, you know, no matter how small, because a lot of times we look for big things. We go, oh my gosh, if the sky didn't open up and the, the airplane flew across, then it's not worthy of being celebrated. But, you know, it's those, those small things that get us to keep moving forward that allows us to, to, to um, know that we're heading in the right direction. So I like that analogy of having a checkpoint. That's right. And I agree with you. I, I make the same point in the training I've been doing. Celebrate those. Hey, I made it. I didn't make it all the way to my destination, but I'm on track to get there. And I, and I like to use the, the, you know, saving money. You know, you don't become a millionaire saving $1 million. You become a millionaire saving a dollar at a time or $10 or $100 and, and just be steady the course. And, and you know, I've been amazed. Even this, this book and, and being a guest of your show today, I'm making these small steps and I look up and all of a sudden, wow. I never thought I'd do this, but here I am because of those steps, those small steps I made have now added up. There you go. Guys, listen, you have been listening to Brian Brogan, the author of The 100-Hour Pilot, Fulfilling a Lifelong Dream. This is an amazing book. This is one that you truly want to get. Don't think about it as, I don't want to be a pilot, because it has something to do with that, but the, the correlation between that and your life is what's going to be so incredible for you to be able to experience. And so, Brian, before you leave, I have one final question. And I asked this question. What's that? I said, all right, I'm ready. (laughs) One final question. I always ask this of authors because I think it's so important for readers to understand that they have um, something that they can give. And that's a review. And so how do you feel about getting a review from your book from a reader? You know, Cheryl, I would greatly appreciate a review. And hey, what? You know what? If you read it and you don't like it, tell me why, because I need to know for the next book. So mm-hmm. give us an honest review. That would be much appreciated. Uh, it, you know how it will help you with other people that are considering the book. If, if you have read it and you want to give a review, they'll know what to expect from your perspective. So love to have as many perspectives as we can get on the book and just looking forward to helping other people. That, that's the main goal. There you go, guys. So you heard it here on the author's lane. Not only get the book, but write a review because as authors, we love it. And to Brian's point, whether it's a great review or if it is a nicely crafted, constructive review, that we would appreciate that too because it allows us to continue to grow in our craft and that thing that we love doing so very much. So please get the book, write a review. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for joining me today, my friend, my my compadre, and I'm sure we will be connecting many times forward, many times in the future, because that's what's important about relationships and fostering those relationships. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to seeing you again, Cheryl. Absolutely. So guys, here you have it on the author's lane, Mr. Brian Brogan, the author of The 100-Hour Pilot, Fulfilling a Lifelong Dream. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others. 